0: Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV
3: you've been waiting for. This is v Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shah on v the sports betting network.
5: And we begin our number two here, Big Bets. In Las Vegas at South Point Casino and Hotel, Dave Ross and Amal Shaw are very quickly just updating some big news. Obviously, the best news of the day, Tamar Hamlin. The bill is releasing a statement today. Yes, he's still in critical condition, but it looks like uh, some really positive signs coming from Tamar, uh, and his family is overjoyed with the outpouring of support and the, the prayers and the uh, just the, the backing of the Hamlin family here in the last couple of days. So that's great news. And then, not great news. If you're uh, Chris Beard today, you've been fired as the uh, former now head coach of the University of Texas. They decided to go in another direction after he was charged uh, with a uh, a big time domestic uh, violence incident that happened in December. And now he's been officially let go with cause, by the way, by the University of Texas. So very quickly, Ma, just on that front, from a betting perspective, does this do those kids now that you have closure of what's going to happen with Chris Beard? Can they kind of turn the page now, even though a lot of these guys recruited by Chris Beard? How do you think that affects the University of Texas basketball team? I
6: think it has a little bit of an effect in terms of this team going forward. When you look at it, I think it will be challenging in terms of how well they perform. Look, Rodney Terry takes over. He's the interim coach. He's had experience as a head coach before. So uh, to me, it'll be a factor in terms of we see it all the time. It seems like most teams have a drop off when you lose the head coach in terms of who the interim coach is. So that'll be a factor. Uh, Remember, he was at Fresno State previously. Uh, The one thing I look at, and for me, it didn't matter whether Chris Beard was there or not, the road through the Big 12 began and ended in Lawrence. It's going to go through Lawrence once again. TCU and Jamie Dixon, he's got a hell of a squad. They come back last night in Waco, down 17 against Baylor, and win on the road in that game. I mean, they were down uh, five, six points late in the game. They find a way through he has got a team that's playing well. They play defense. They do it all. Remember last year, they had a bad call in the NCAA tournament against Arizona that impacted them. Mm-hmm. I think they've used that as positive reinforcement. This team's got a legitimate shot, in my opinion, to wind up as a top four seed in whichever bracket they wind up in, whichever region.
5: So, again, we'll we'll monitor Texas, but right now, 18-1 to 1, to win the national championship. We've seen it when Bill Frieder left years ago at yep. Michigan and, and Steve Fisher took over. Oh, they won the Natty. Right? And yeah. we we seen it with uh, Kevin Ollie at UConn as well, walked in. they want, I'm not saying it's going to happen at Texas. right? But those teams, there wasn't really a whole lot of time to think, right, when those things happened towards the end of the year. This is right now, as we sit, just beginning January here for Texas. So I don't know if it's going to have an adverse effect on those kids going forward or if it will be one that they can eventually get – Kind of hit their stride before you get to March Madness, as they have a couple more months to prepare for the big dance uh, and certainly their conference tournaments. We t- just talked to Josh Applebaum again. I do want to talk a little bit more college basketball, and keep on that thread here. And uh, one game in particular we haven't touched upon yet: UCLA, 10th in the land. And I, you and I, we were talking about it during the break. The rankings for some of these teams just don't matter. No, right? They don't matter now in January. We look at UCLA as a veteran team now. Yep. Uh, when it comes time for March Madness, so it's the cross-town rivalry. It is USC. It's you know Bali Pavilion here, Lane 11 with the Bruins tonight. Feels like a big number to me in a rivalry game. How do you view this one?
6: It's too big. Uh, I took the overnight. It was 13. I thought the number was outrageous. I thought this thing would open at 10, maybe nine and a half. Uh, I don't think the Trojans are particularly good, but Andy Enfeld's team, they defend. Uh, when you look at them, they generally have some size, not necessarily as reliant on that. Boogie Ellis having a good year for the Trojans. Uh, it's going to be a good matchup tonight, though. I'm looking forward to seeing it. If you haven't seen him play yet so far, Jalen Clark might be the best uh, defender in college basketball, particularly on the ball. He's got such great hands, can defend guys without fouling really well. So I think he's going to probably cover Boogie Ellis tonight. Should be a good individual matchup. Uh, But I think the Bruins win this game, but eh, winning by double digits against a cross town rival will not be easy here. I think it's a little bit too big of a number. I like the Trojans. I would still play it at 11. Um, This is one I would look at with USC here. I I think USC, it won't be easy for them to stay within the number because UCLA defensively is great. And you got to get somebody on Singleton. In my opinion, the most criminally underrated and criminally underutilized by Mick Cronin. This guy should be getting seven, eight, three point attempts. a game doesn't get enough shots he can flat-out shoot the three ball. So I think if you're USC, you make it a half-court game. Don't allow the Bruins to get in transition. If they can do that, Trojans got a great chance to cover. But at Pauly, I think UCLA gets the W. Well, if uh, if USC keeps taking money here, what's your cutoff point? Ten? Is ten, it? yeah. Okay, ten. yeah.
5: Well, you got to get double digits. If you're back in the well, Trojans tonight.
6: Yeah, I think so. And here's the thing. I think there's going to be some in-game opportunities as mm-hmm. well in this game. You might get a higher number on USC, but I also think UCLA – Uh, Because of the rivalry, I think there'll be times where they don't have as big of a number. If SC jumps out to a bit of a lead or even in in the middle of the first half gets a lead, you can get a good number on UCLA. This feels like, to me, a Bruin win somewhere between five to eight points. You know, I'm picking up what you're putting
5: down and I'm listening closely, intently. When you mentioned UCLA, the way they can defend, right? and that USC needs to make this a half-court game to limit possessions. Correct. Does that lean towards an under at 137 and a half, or is that number set right to you?
6: No, it comes down to the, the, if the Trojans can knock down perimeter shots, because then the game can go. UCLA can play you either way. You want to go half-court, no right. problem. You want to go full, we can go d- that way all, as well. So I think it will just adjust according to how USC is able to perform offensively.
5: Let's talk about more that uh, marquee game, yeah. I think, on the docket tonight, when you have the number one team of the country right now. That is Purdue. Again, I think it's it shows it's reflected in the betting market. Houston is the only team, uh, you know, with, with, at seven to one. Everybody else is double digits. So, yeah, the rankings might say Purdue's the best team, but I think the betting public still recognizes Houston is the best value if that still exists at seven to one. Now Purdue goes on the road. If you like boiler up number one team, I'm sure some people are going to say, "Man, money line plus a dollar fifteen. But is this a trappy game for them in conference here as they go to uh, to Ohio State?
6: Well, so for me, what I would consider a trap game is a game where you think, okay, we're going to be able to roll in there and roll out with a W, and then all of a sudden you get caught kind of looking ahead, mm. like Auburn did against Georgia right. in a rivalry game, and you lose that one. I think this will not be easy for Painter's team. The one thing that Purdue does extremely well, and you want a team that does this on the road, they don't turn the basketball over. They average less than 10 turnovers a game. They're at about 9.9. I know you are obviously rounding up it's at 10, but mm-hmm. – They do a great job of taking care of the ball. Zach Eadie's got to stay out of foul trouble. If he can do that and then challenge that Zed key on the defensive end, make it tough for key, then I think they've got a great opportunity. Bryce Sensabaugh, if you haven't seen him, and him and Justice Suing are having great years for the Buckeyes, really doing a nice job here. But for me, it's going to come down to Key and to uh, Zach Eady in terms of how both these guys play for their individual teams. You know,
5: you mentioned Ohio State's losses have been, you never want to say good loss. Correct. But they've had some that clearly could have gone their way here for a three loss Buckeye team. What have you seen out of them so far that would make the betting market say, or at least, the bookmakers say we're going to make you the favorite tonight against number one team in the
6: country. Well, first of all, they haven't lost on their home floor, right? They're seven or no. The other thing is the loss against San Diego state came out and I think in Maui. Mm. And then the game, the loss against Duke was at Cameron. The loss against North Carolina was in New York city in a game, Dave, that Ohio state led pretty much the entire second half. Mm. It reminds me of the Georgia, Ohio state game, a game that they should have won a similar situation against Carolina. Carolina throws the ball in deep, get a bucket. I, I think it was Nance, but regardless it was one that, if you look back, you say you're Ohio State, you should have won. It was how the Knicks reacted when they went to overtime in Dallas in a game where they blew against oh, the Mavericks, man. and I think it was the same way for the Buckeyes. That's a game they should have had. All right, so that is going to be a very interesting one. Uh, you mentioned Edie,
5: and you know if he stays out of foul trouble, he's the, that guy that can really upset the apple cart. I look at the Wooden Award and I see that he's obviously the favorite to win the award here, almost even money minus dollar ten in some places. Everybody else is in double digits. Yeah. Oscar is is ten to one. And then you, you keep on going from Jalen Wilson and on down drew drew Timmy still there from the Zags up there, but boy, is that, is the market reflected
6: correctly that it's easy or bust with everybody else? Double digits. I, I think you can, I wouldn't take she because he won it last year. So I don't think he's going to win it again. He'd have to have such a stellar year. It's like kind of like the Lamar Jackson effect, right? right? Lamar had a better year when he didn't win the Heisman than he did. Uh, but to me, I, I would look at some other guys. I'm going to tell you a guy. I don't think he's going to win it, but I really like a lot. It's having a great individual years. Brandon Miller, the freshman down at Alabama. Okay. He's having a great year. I don't think Drew Timmy's going to be able to win it because I look at that team. I think Strawther's a key cog for them. But also, I, I don't think Timmy, the expectation for a guy like him would be, you know, almost a 20 and 10 nightly for him to be able to get there. Um, and, and really, the zags aren't as good as we've seen in the past, but so that hurts them a little bit. I think Dave, if you take anybody that you consider to be a long shot, I think you're you're making a good bet here. I, maybe Zach Eadie wins it, but I don't think he's a clear cut guy. I think there's so many players on the perimeter right now that could get in there that have an opportunity. It, to me, this is one where a good long shot could come through.
5: Miller, by the way, for Alabama is thirty to one. Yeah, in the marketplace here. So again you don't know how the rest of the season is going to play out. If Purdue stays at the number one team, they go, well, he's clearly the guy, maybe he'll get it that way. And again, if I'm not mistaken, it does not take into account what happens in March. Correct. Once you, once you get to the tournament, this is a regular season award. So yeah, to Shibwe, there could be some remorse or there could be some fatigue, as you mentioned from the voters winning it last year, 10 to one, Jalen Wilson, 10 to one, Timmy is 11 to one out there in Gonzaga. Uh, one other game we want to get to in the NHL, uh, and it is that Bruins and Kings game here. Look, the Bruins now the shortest favorite to win the Stanley Cup at about five to one, as we saw out there earlier. What do you make of the, the bees on the road tonight out there in LA? Uh sizable favorites here, minus $1.60 on, on the road. If you like them on the puck line, plus $1.55. When you're looking at the at the road team in, in, a, in a juggernaut in the Bruins, mm-hmm. do you would you tend to go puck line to get the plus value? Or quote-unquote lay the, the safer money in $1.60.
6: Yeah, Nick Alberger talked about it this uh, a few weeks ago when he was on the show about taking the puck line. He's a big proponent of it. I am not. Boston has gotten off to slow starts in games, Dave. That's a concern for me. Now, they're not giving up a ton of goals because Olmark's been amazing. But to me, the one concern when you look at the bees, go back to Monday's game in the Winter Classic at Fenway. They were behind. They were fortunate enough they kept Pittsburgh off. If there was about an extra two seconds of the game, we're going to overtime in that one on Monday. But – To me, I would not lay the puck line. I don't like Boston in this spot. Now, Mm. let me tell you, there is no logic behind this call. I think the Kings are going to win the game. It's just a gut feel. I haven't played it. I'm just saying I think Boston has played so well. At some point in time, it seems like teams kind of level out. Level out. I like that word choice. But there's no logic. There's no rhyme or reason. I'm just saying strictly based on gut. I feel like the Kings had a good win against the Stars the other night. I think they get a win here. Uh, There's no justification for the play. If you like Boston, you can take it. I'm just saying, for me, it feels like L.A. tonight. I'm picking up what you're putting down.
5: When we (laughs) come back, we're going to get up with our guy Mike Pritchard, of course, uh, host of the Pro Football Blitz here on the network. Can't wait to get his thoughts after this, this week that was in the NFL and what he might see in Week 18 and beyond. Come on back. It's Big Bets here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
1: Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today.
3: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other
2: Vens big bets with Dave Ross and Amal
3: Shaw on Vens, the sports betting network.
5: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com. Check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all of the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Back alongside of all, Shaw Dave Ross here. Always a pleasure each and every Thursday when we welcome in Mike Pritchard. Of course, he is the co-host of VEASAN's Pro Football Blitz. You can follow him on Twitter as I do, at Pritchard. Mike, it's great to have you on as we get ready for Week 18. Obviously, we got to look back to Monday night, DeMar Hamlin, and that devastating injury, uh, life-saving measures taking on the field. And we get the great news today. We think it's great news that it feels like maybe DeMar is turning the corner, which is a sign that we are all looking for across the nation just for for his health and his well-being. Now you get back to the business of playing football. Have you ever been in a situation where you had a teammate – obviously I mean, we haven't seen anything like this, like we saw Monday night, but back to playing football, how do you turn the page and get back to doing the job at
4: hand? Yeah. Great to be with you guys, Dave and Amal all. I mean, uh, encouraging news, uh, right. Uh, power prayer for sure. Yes. Um, uh, but he's a young man and he's a fighter and that's awesome to see. Uh, yeah, the business of football gets interesting. Um, Be because of the vivid nature of what happened. I mean, it was a buildup. It was one of the biggest games of the year, and and everybody was watching it. And then um, you see the tragic nature of of what happened to DeMar Hamlin. So uh, the business of football, I think the NFL uh, wanted everybody to try to focus on that with the memo that they put out a few days ago in terms of, uh, okay, we're going to move towards week 18. Uh, So let's start to try to focus on the business of football that way. Uh, And now uh, with the encouraging news, I mean, I I think we all live out that front windshield, right? And we have to move forward. And uh, I think maybe there's a chance for that to happen. And uh, as a player in college, we had to move on um, after Sal had passed away Mm -hmm. uh, in the middle of the year. That was my uh, junior year. And, um, and we actually did. I mean, the the following week we went on a road and, and played Washington. uh, And, Uh, I can say this definitively Washington had zero chance of winning that football game uh, because of, um, you know, just uh, understanding in the moment uh, and then certainly the, the family uh, atmosphere that we had and and spirit that we had around us. Uh, I I think that could happen in Buffalo, to be honest with you guys. I mean, Buffalo is a unique place uh, when it comes to an NFL franchise. And um, I I think it's a special place too. And, uh, and for you throw around family, we all do that. But I think it holds true uh, more so in in, in Buffalo.
6: Mike, uh, a couple of things I want to go to. One of the things that you and I have talked off air about is you've got a great, great relationship with the guys you played with at CU. Yeah. And when Sal and Nessie passed away, for people that are unfamiliar with it, Sal was the quarterback of mm-hmm. that team. You guys ended up in the Orange Bowl that year, came up a little bit short, and then had an the opportunity of redemption, won the national title the uh, the next year. Kind of walk us through a little bit of what it was like with your coach, with your players, your teammates, because you were a stud on that offense. You lose your quarterback, but to see a person you care for, a brother of yours, going through that, how it galvanized the team. Because to your point, I think it could have a similar impact with the Buffalo Bills. Fortunately, in this case, um, you know, DeMar Hamlin has not passed away, but what you guys went through, I can't even imagine – at that age being, you know, 18 to 22 years old. And we all remember if you've been fortunate enough for where you went to college, you live and you're with these people, whether you're friends or you're good enough to be on a football team, you're with these people 24 seven.
4: Yeah. I mean, you grow up, um, you know, those are your formative years. If you think about it, them all and uh, you know, 18 to 21, 22 is, it's an incredible growth uh, area of your life. And um, yeah, I, I think from a perspective uh, it, it, it happens fast. Uh, it moves fast. I mean, I, I think we're in a different time now. Uh, than, than to be honest with you, than you know, you think about 1989 into 1990. Um, but uh, just reflecting back, yeah, yeah, it, it was. It just accelerated that whole process of of caring about each other, playing for each other, um, and, and being motivated by one common goal. You know, that's that's team sports, right? In a nutshell, uh, not having different desires or different goals, but but having one common goal uh, and as a team, uh, and then collectively working towards that one common goal. And so uh, you can throw in focus, you can throw in the constant reminder of why uh, we're proceeding the way that we are. And uh, like you said, yeah, I think uh, we, we'll see. I mean, each and every sis- situation is differently, uh, is different. And, and so we'll we'll see though, I mean, uh, but for us uh, back then, I mean, the sole focus uh, became crystal clear Uh, And and as a team and and certainly as a family, um, that goal became crystal clear uh, and we were determined to accomplish that goal. That's for sure. Absolutely
5: amazing. Thanks for sharing that story for those that might have forgotten. it, I I remember it like it was yesterday. You not knowing you then, Fritsch, obviously, as a younger man uh, playing on the team for for you guys to be galvanized and for your fallen brother, it really is amazing. And it is the power of team sports and it is on display and it was on display certainly for the Bengals and for the bills, but also the Bengals. And I want to get Mm -hmm. your thoughts on their side of this equation here. They're seven point favorites now against the Ravens. Obviously the Ravens already have a playoff spot locked up when the Patriots conversely, they need to win their game against the bills in order to get in. How do, how do the Bengals react now uh, with with this, you know, back on the field on that same field uh, from Monday night, as they get ready for the Ravens uh, in this game, which You know, they still have an outside shot. We don't know what the NFL is going to do for that number one seed here, Mike, but they still have something to play for as well.
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they're a good football team, too. And um, I I think uh, that's something about the Bengals that you can appreciate. Uh, At least I can. Last year, their run to the Super Bowl, I could appreciate the fact that they had players, core players on that offense, uh, 25 years old or younger. Uh, this is a young man's game. You know, you get to year <laughs> six, year seven, they're looking to replace you unless you're a highly productive player. Uh, so you have uh, these this core group of players, 25 years or younger, uh, that did something that has never been done in the National Football League. So riding that out with Cincinnati, that was profitable, uh, and I think it continues. You know, we saw a slow start uh, by the Bengals this year because of Burrow and and the appendectomy, and and then you know you got four new offensive linemen now, Lyle Collins it looked like they were overcoming that situation in that game against Buffalo early on. So uh, I I think they're a good team. There's a lot of question marks going on with Baltimore. Mm. My goodness. I mean, uh, I said this a while ago, a few weeks, actually about three weeks ago uh, on Lombardi line about, um, you know, it might be a better incentive for Lamar Jackson not to play uh, than to play (laughs) Wow. uh, because of that knee. Right. And and so there's some questions going on out there. So, I think the Bengals are in a good spot. I like them on a teaser leg, though, mm-hmm. uh, just because of the nature of of, of week 18.
6: You mentioned week uh, nature of week 18. Uh, I don't get involved in a ton of games this weekend, simply because I'm not sure which teams want to play or which teams don't want to play. And it's not an mm-hmm. indictment of the players, but let's be real here. If you're not in contention and you're playing a team that does have something to play for, like the giants, they, even though they're in the playoffs, there's no improving their seeding. They take on the Philadelphia Eagles who can get the one seed wrapped up with a victory. Does this feel like a game you'd be willing or confident enough to lay 14 points in? I I just found the teams when they don't have much to play for, it is hard at such a high level to even give it a 70% effort against a team that's given a hundred percent.
4: Yeah. And we're talking about the starters too, right? i all, I mean, yeah. uh, I think what betters need to keep in mind is that the backups are better now, mm-hmm. you know, even, even if, you know, you're looking at a situation in the game, if you want to bet that game, uh, it's not like preseason. It's not like these guys are, are you know, you know, wet behind the ears and, and not ready to go and, and, you know, eyes wide open, don't know what to do. They know what to do now. Uh, and, and they're trying to play uh, themselves into a better opportunity. I mean, think about it this way. There's some starters on rosters now that used to be backups. And they either took over that position because of performance or because of injury. And uh, so I, I think 14 points is a lot. I mean, especially mm-hmm. now. Uh, and and I, I get it. I, I get it. You know, the backup nature or, or certainly uh, you might not be laser focused in the game if you don't have anything to play for. But I think if you're a backup, if you're a guy whose contract is expiring, if you're a guy who wants a new contract, uh, you know, any kind of situation to motivate you. I mean, I think that exists in a number of areas. So as a better go, go to the websites and look up that information. Uh, but also keep in mind that these backup players are a lot better, a lot more improved than they were at the beginning of the year. As a guy
5: sitting on the Cowboys to win the division ticket at 7-1, to I'm a huge Tyrod Taylor fan this weekend. So <laughs> right. together blue. Hey, Prince, the big one on Sunday night, and the Lions could be eliminated by the time they play this game against the Packers on Sunday night. Well, they'll know their fate before they take the field, whether or not yep. they still have a shot to win to get into the playoffs. The Packers know they win, they get in. We got about 45 seconds to go. Is it that simple that the lines would be deflated if they've been mathematically eliminated at that point?
4: Yeah, you know, Dave, that's a tough one because I I think there could be a deflation. But then again, you know, that that culture that Coach Campbell has created, they slipped up on the road. Uh, They got to improve themselves on the road. And uh, I think that's the message from the coaching staff. This week, uh, irregardless to what happens in, in the playoffs, we got to get better this way. Uh, and if we want to get to the playoffs in, in particular next year or next season, uh, we got to play better football on the road.
5: Yeah, I'm with you on that too. So I, I feel like Campbell's one of those guys, even if they've been mathematically eliminated at that point, they're still going to put their best foot forward against yeah. the Packers. Hey, Prince, we always appreciate your thoughts and your time, uh, my friend. Again, check him out on the Pro Football Blitz. Happy New Year. We'll catch up again next week.
4: Absolutely, guys. Happy New Year. There Thank he you. is,
5: Mike Pritchard. A great insight, as always. And wow, you know, many have forgotten what happened in Colorado. He certainly has not. Come on back. We'll talk more NFL and playoff positioning next on Big Bets on v the Sports Betting Network.
3: v Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on v the Sports Betting Network.
5: Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber for just $79. Get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today. You're going to get $20 to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, betting splits, and betting reports. This is a limited-time offer, so sign up now and get VEASAN Pro access through the end of March Madness at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We roll on this edition of Big Bets. Dave Ross and Amal here I just got this, uh, a, a good tweet from my buddy, uh, Brian McFadden, who said uh, he saw via Barstool Sports, you know, a lot of times incentives come into play here in week 18. So mm-hmm. maybe those are angles you can look at. Kenny Galladay of the Giants just needs 76 catches this week to get a $750,000 bonus. <laughs> Is that it? I
6: don't think he's going to get it. <laughs> I don't think
5: he's going to get there. I said, well, I 76 screen passes. Let's go, Kenny Galladay.
6: Be, be careful injuring yourself stepping out on that ledge.
5: <laughs> but yeah, you are looking for some incentives and we'll put some up here. If you're watching here uh, on VEASAN, you know, Mahomes needs 430 passing yards to set an NFL record. Now, could he get it against the Raiders? Hell yeah, he could. It's a terrible defense. You know, like now it's not a monetary thing, but it is an NFL record. Look at uh, Williams for, for the lions here. He needs just six rushing yards to get two fitty. Well, you're, he's going to get that barring injury.
6: Yeah, I think the um, the one with uh, Mahomes and Justin Jefferson, he needs 194. By the way, Jair Alexander put a stop to that one, huh? Why didn't he? Um, I think it'll be tough for Jefferson to get there. And I think Mahomes, I, I don't know Patrick Mahomes, have not had the privilege to cover him, but I get the sense. I don't think he cares that much. I think he cares about them winning, getting ready to try and get to a Super Bowl. Because if you look at the run that they've had over the last half a dozen years. Yeah. They're a game or two away from this guy being a three, four-time Super Bowl champion. Oh man! And, and you know, look—he's already considered such a great player. He's my favorite player to watch in the NFL. But you'd start talking about him in that rarefied air of Brady, Montana—you know, all those kinds of guys. And a lot of times, people will use this as handicap, certainly in the prop market. Right, they
5: will get at say Christian Kirk and say, well, he needs two receptions and 91 yards to get 500K. Well, that's great if you want to take overs in Christian Kirk. Here's the problem. Doug Peterson doesn't care about that. They care about winning the game. 100%. Because they're playing a meaningful game. Correct. Now, if it was not a meaningful game, then you could see them you know, kind of figuring out a way to get the guy his money. And some organizations do that if the game doesn't matter. But games that matter, I would be very, very leery of just blindly playing those because Christian Kirk needs it to get that money. That game matters. Big time.
0: Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is, is very happy that game matters because just looking at that list, you had two two wide receivers that just need two catches each. Oh, man. Oh, those, right? guys, those
5: guys would be in his ear all week. There you go. Because Zay Jones, these two catches and 98 yards to get either 250K for the receptions or 98 yards to get the 500K. Those would be great in a meaningless game. But the game, because it matters, the game script might not go to that over in the prop play.
6: Yeah, and I think with Zay Jones, it matters more, right? The two receptions, to get 250, obviously even get 98 yards. And a half a million dollar bonus, but Christian Kirk signed a four-year, eighty million dollar deal, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, both they got, got overpaid. Paid. Well, like they, I, mean,
0: I don't have the numbers in front of me. They both got overpaid. I don't right. remember. So the Jags are
6: like, dude, we already paid you. oh well, right. yeah, yeah. I mean,
5: it's great to hit the incentive if it's in you know context of a victory over the Titans and we win
6: the AFC South. So, but if not, we're not force feeding that. Four for seventy-two. Correct. Right. Right. Look, when you look at Jacksonville, even I would say, you know, as a guy like Zay Jones, yeah, the two receptions you obviously want to get, but. I think the reality of it is this is about winning the football game. I, I think most of those guys would be more interested in winning the game than, yeah. As a byproduct, if you get there, you get there. But I don't think they're holding out. You know, hey, this is the most important thing. If there was, if there was a a, a prop that I would consider playing, it would be you saw a couple of Chargers on there,
5: mm-hmm. and I believe it was Gerald Everett, yeah. and I, I think it was, a, was it was a Palmer on there as well. But there were a couple guys there. And I look at that and go, okay, now that game doesn't matter for the Chargers, right? And by the way, the Broncos have flipped to the favorite over the Chargers once you got kind of the news that the Chargers are going to rest a lot of guys. So you see that Carter needs two catches, 55 yards to get 100K for either one of those, the two catches or the 55 yards. Gerald Everett needs five receptions to get a $250,000 bonus. Now, it's interesting because, boy, genius two, does he play those guys in what is a meaningless game? Because... To your points, gentlemen, like they're in your ear all week. Those guys want to get those incentives in a game that doesn't matter really for the chargers against the Broncos. I,
6: I hear what you're saying, but when I look at Everett's numbers. I mean, to me, five catches that's a lot. That is a lot. And especially when you look at it from a standpoint, this is a guy on the season. He's got 55 catches. So, I mean, in essence, this is a guy who needs basically 9% of a season total. that That's kind of a big number when you factor it in there. Um, Look, throughout the course of the game, if you can get there, you get there. I think with Carter, it's a little bit easier just simply based on where he's at. From a, um, He needs two catches and 55 yards. I think that's a little bit more plausible. 100,
5: 100K each. Either the two catches gets yeah. you 100K, 55 yards gets you 100K as well. So, again, just before you get in that prop market, people realize that there are some incentives. For some players, in meaningful games, it might work. In games that actually matter, I think the coach is going to go to game script and not worry about the individual getting their money.
6: Yeah, I can tell you in that Jags situation, they're not worried about it unless they were up 42 points. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> Let's talk about some uh, some different ways to handicap Week 18. Either you can look at it
5: and say, all right, the Jags to to make the postseason. Well, I got late 3:30. Okay. For the Jaguars to make it into the postseason, now that means they got to beat the Titans. Mm-hmm. So, Maul, you brought up a very good point. That's not the smartest way to play. That if you want to play the Jags to get in, correct. The smarter way would be play the money line
6: against Tennessee. Absolutely, I think they're around two fifty on the money line, depending on where you get the number two sixty. Now here at South Point, minus six on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, yeah, it's a simple, simple one. Just play the minus two sixty.
5: Yeah, and again for for those that might look at the, those prop opportunities to get into postseason. This is Amal's, this is education 101. This is the easiest way to go. Look at the number to make the playoffs, it's minus 330. Look at the odds to win the game, it's minus 260. You're just costing yourself money for no reason at all playing a prop versus playing a money line of the game.
6: Yeah, absolutely, and I think you got to be very uh, cognizant of some of these numbers when you look at them because sometimes what you think should be the one way, it's not necessarily, and they're not all uniform, right? Right. The reality is Jacksonville to make the playoffs. Now, there is a slight opportunity where they can make it even with a loss. That's That's why you're seeing such a skewed number. I just don't think it plays out that way. To me, I think it's a pretty simple decision. If you like the Jags to get in, you take the minus 260, and if you get beat where they somehow get in, you live with the result. What about a team like the Steelers that are plus three fifty to get in? Mm-hmm. Now they are about two
5: and a half point favorites to beat the Brownies this weekend, which would also ensure that Mike Tomlin still doesn't have a losing record as a head coach in the NFL. But they need a lot of dominoes. Also, they got to win, obviously, and then the the Dolphins to lose, and I believe also the Patriots to lose here. How would you handicap the Steelers? Either taking the plus money at
6: plus three three fifty, but you need all those other factors to get in. Yeah, I would take the Steelers to win this game, right? They have to win the game, plus other things have to happen. Now, the plus 350 is a very attractive number, but I like this minus 2.5 against the Browns here. This is as, as my buddy Dan Jake from Pittsburgh, annoying Steeler fan. Uh, I love the guy to death, but he goes, this is what we do. We don't lose, okay? <laughs> this is what we do. And so, uh, anyway, the point, the point being is that when I look at this team – I would take this uh, either minus 145 if you like the money line, but I like the two and a half. I got to tell you, Kenny Pickett to me, this guy's going to be an absolute dude. What did they get the right guy at 20th overall? Yeah, but I don't know why we're acting like we're surprised. Pittsburgh, this is what they've always done. They've always drafted yeah. well. And you, you know what? I thought Mike Tomlin made a great, great point when they drafted him. He said, look, we see this guy because they share a similar facility. Uh, and so we see this guy. We know what he is. He has come in, and look, with all due respect to Trevor Lawrence, he's got a chance to win the division. Of the quarterbacks drafted in the last two years, every quarterback, Kenny Pickett has been the best quarterback, and I don't think it's even close right now.
5: I'm with you on that, by the way. The Steelers go back to the 70s. Terry Bradshaw, they drafted him. They win four Super Bowls. You draft Ben Roethlisberger, you win Super Bowl. I mean, they've they've figured out. And I'm not, I don't know that that's going to be Kenny Pickett long-term, but it feels like they got the right guy. I love the Steelers way in the two and a half. Played it earlier in the week as well. It was for those multiple angles. One, Mike Tom was going to play because they know they still have a shot to make the postseason. Two, those players in the locker room, they love their coach. They don't want him. They don't want to be the team that gives him the first losing record on well, the ledger. So I think that there is motivation there as well.
6: Think about the four coaches that are ahead of him for the longest streak of um, winning seasons. You've got number one, Tom Landry. I think number two was Belichick and then third was Hallis, where it's transposed where Belichick was third and Hallis was second. I mean, these are the names of the names in the history of the National Football League when you think of the all-time coaches. I mean, the only name missing off that Mount Rushmore would be Vince Lombardi. That's it. So he's in rarefied company yeah. right there. So the Steelers will be motivated to do
5: that. Very quickly, you saw the Patriots plus a dollar fifty to make the postseason. There's no way I'm playing that because in order to get in, they gotta beat the Bills. So I would look to the money line here where you're going to get a much better number on the Patriots to win the game in Orchard Park. Not easy to do. But if I were to play this, if I really think the Patriots are going to get in, why play the yes at plus $1.50 instead of playing the money line to beat the Bucs? Or if everybody loses. If everybody it, loses, they're still in it. Right. So there's that still that outside caveat. But I'm kind of with you. I don't see all those dominoes falling that even if they lose, they
6: get in. So to me, it's. The better opportunity is to take care of your own business and beat the Bills. Yeah, absolutely. When we come back on the other side, Dave, let's go through this segment here of kind of the breakdown of what the options are to get in because I think it's going to be very crucial to how you bet these games on this weekend. Absolutely. So we'll continue that conversation. But I just
5: love that in this conversation, Tom Landry's name came up, the man in the hat, my favorite coach of all time. When we come back, we'll delve deeper into those playoff scenarios and the numbers associated with it. Here on Big Bets on VSON, the Sports Betting Network.
3: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
2: VSEN's big bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSEN, the sports
4: betting network.
5: Winter sports are in full swing, and BetRivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, BetRivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance Bet, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and much more. It is a whole new game. Wrapping up this edition of Big Bets here on VEASAN, alongside of Marshaw Dave Ross here. Final Countdown Crew is coming up next year on the network. Kelly. I've been looking for signs of life from anybody. Mike Pritchard gave me a little bit of hope for those giants that maybe the backups could give the Eagles a tussle 14 point dogs to Philly. Look, there's no, there's no reason that Brian Dable has to play as starters. I was kind of getting, you know, all caught up in the we're building a culture thing and we don't really care what's at stake. We go out to there to win every damn football game that we play. Kelly, you're hearing some reports out of the Giants today that uh, maybe it's not looking so good for you. Yeah, I haven't True.
3: seen specific names yet, uh,
0: Dave, but I'm just, I've am just i just seen a couple of Giants reporters tweet out that it doesn't look like there's many starters doing much at practice.
5: Uh, right many now. starters not doing a lot at practice. Yeah. am I dead in the water here with my cowboy ticket to win the NFC East?
6: Yeah, uh, you know, listen, I'm pulling for you, Dave. <laughs> But this is like trying to ski uphill. This is really tough. <laughs> I'm trying to make it work. This is not going to get there. Let, let, let's just move on to the play, postseason. Let's get ready to talk about it because you and I are going to be direct opposite in week number one of the playoffs. Uh, Buccaneers and Buccaneers Cowboys. We're going to be mortal absolutely. enemies for the week. Dave, trust me. It would be in your best interest financially to root for the Buccaneers. Okay, I might take you up on that. <laughs> uh, let's take a look at some of those
5: scenarios we were talking about before we went to break here for week 18. And again, I think what we're trying to do here is educate that there's some better numbers to be played versus, you know, taking some of these yes, no's to make the postseason, right? Still a lot of up at grabs here in
6: week 18 in the AFC. And one of those I know that caught your eye and certainly caught mine. Yeah. The Steelers are plus 350. Yes. Yeah, so I want to mend something I said in the previous segment. I said, take Pittsburgh to win the game, which I believe they're going to. Right. But I didn't realize it was as simple as the following happened. Pittsburgh wins. Uh, New England loses, which I believe they will against the Buffalo Bills. Because the Bills are going to play that game on, yeah. on Sunday here
5: now at Orchard Park. And we
6: know the Patriots have to win to get in. But it ain't going to be that easy with Buffalo still having a lot to play for as well. Absolutely. So, I think Buffalo wins the game. Then it comes down to the Miami uh, game between them and the Jets down in South Florida. Jets, I believe, are now a one-point favorite, if love, I'm not mistaken. I love the Jets in this spot. And
0: yeah, that keeps that keeps uh, jumping the fe- the old fence I, there, the ball, but it's uh, it's about a pick them right now. Actually, Dolphins in some spots one point
6: favorite. I I like the Jets fifty five forty five. I I am not sold on this one because the Jets don't have anything to play for. So that's what concerns me. Why? Wh- well,
5: why? they got Vin Diesel as head coach, and that guy who's been taking receipts said we'd see the Bills somewhere in the playoffs. That's not going to happen. He is. There's no way that guy, the way he's been spouting all year about how good his team is wants to go on a sour
6: note with the opportunity to knock a divisional rival out of the postseason. Well, first of all, that's why his wallet is the size of George Costanza because he's taking receipts from everybody. They haven't <laughs> done anything. Uh, you know, to me, I think this is a tough game. I, I get he can have that affinity to be ready to go, but you right. know what? You're not the one out there playing. You're not the one putting your body at risk. Right. So I think from that standpoint, it's a challenge. But it's guy where Thompson
5: looks like he's going to have to be the guy, uh, uh, you know, for the Dolphins here with, with Teddy Two Gloves. He's banged up. Teddy yeah. threw it practice today, but not a lot.
6: Ooh. So what does that mean? Ew.
5: I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that. If I'm a Miami backer. I don't like that at all. Give me a healthy Skyler
6: Thompson <laughs> over an injured Teddy. What about this betting scenario? You take the Steelers plus 350 to make the playoffs. Okay. But on the flip side, you come back with the Dolphins to win against the Jets. So assuming Pittsburgh wins and assuming Buffalo wins, you got an opportunity. Or you can parlay some of the different things. You can go. Um, here's another parlay you can go with. This is just from my perspective. Money line. Steelers. I would lay the points with the Steelers. Well, yeah. What are the Buffalo Bills? Seven. seven. seven? seven. I think. I think. The, hey, remember that game we saw in the playoffs last year? By the way, I'm kicking myself because I got zero dollars down on Buffalo in that game against New England. <laughs> but Buffalo against New England, you take the, you take Buffalo money line. Okay. take the uh, Jets money line. I'm sorry. Go um, to Visa.com and use your handy dandy parlay calculator for this boom. one. Well, Miami, 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 Miami money, money line money. and the Steelers, and then you could take the Steelers plus three fifty to get in. I just, I, but I think also what we're
5: kind of doing in this exercise, there's a clear pathway for the Steelers at plus three fifty.
6: That's what I'm saying. To get, get a great home, shot, right? This is not like this, the longest long you, shot. Well, let me ask you this question. I go back to a sales approach here, sure. Dave. Can yes, I get sir. you to buy in on the Steelers winning? First of all, thank you for coming to my house. <laughs> <this Saturday. laughs> it's supper time. Get out I there. I, I go got a great set home. of steak knives I want to sell you. <laughs> Are you are you in on the Steelers buying? I'm with you. Are you in on Buffalo winning? Yes, I'm with you. And I could tell earlier when we spoke on the phone, you were convinced <laughs> that the New York Jets were going to get the W. I love yeah, the Jets this week, sir. Perfect. There we go. Let's go for so... it. So you take Miami. All I'm saying, it's a possibility. <laughs> I'm with you. That's a great sales pitch. I, oh, I, and, the, and, the, and the NFC side here,
5: and we mentioned this, again, before you handicap that Lions game against the, the, uh, the Packers. The Packers have to win. They, all they have to do is win, and they're in the postseason. Right. Right. But the Lions, it's getting back to that Robert Sala point we were just bringing up, like culture. Dan Campbell, they could be eliminated because they need a lot of things to happen, i.e. a Seattle loss. And you go, well, that's not a lot of things to happen. Well, there's six-point favorites against the Rams. You know, Pete Carroll, I don't see them losing that game. They, they could. But the point is, is before you get to that Sunday night game, the air could be let out of the the, the, the room for the Lions knowing they can't get there. But Dan Campbell... Isn't going to be like, hey, boys, let's just pack it in and give this to the Packers, right? This is a division rival again, kind of like the Jets-Dolphins scenario. So how do you handicap this? Winning your interview with the Packers, Lions need help, Seattle's got to lose, Seattle needs to win, and then
6: somehow hope that the Lions can get back off the emotional deck and get that win. Absolutely right. Now, do you believe Seattle's going to beat the Rams? I do. Yeah, I do too. Unfortunately, I was hoping that the Rams would beat the Seahawks because then the Sunday night game is for all the marvels. That would have been a terrific game. And I think you would have seen that number creep down a little bit. But if you like Green Bay, I think you have to play. Now, if you are of the mindset that Seattle is going to beat the Rams, if you think it's going to go the other way, then I would wait because I think the number might come down a little bit. I will say this. One thing that's piqued my interest a little bit. The numbers come down. It was six
5: and a half for Seattle. It's only come down to six. Yeah in the betting market, but that shows you that again, when you, I love that the fact that they have the schedule makers, all these divisional games in week 18, because what it says to me is that Sean McVay with Baker Mayfield might be his last game as a starting quarterback of the uh, Los Los Angeles Rams, that they're going to go out there to try to, to spoil the season for Pete Carroll and company, right? They, they know that, yeah, we're six point dogs, but, If we beat Seattle, we're knocking them out. And there is some satisfaction in that. And it's last chance for Baker Mayfield to make his last audition, to be a starting quarterback somewhere else in 2023.
6: No question about it. I I do think Baker will give a great effort here. Um, The one thing I find interesting when you look at the standings right now, Mm -hmm. you see green Bay uh, as sitting outside the playoff picture. Seattle is the team that's considered in assuming uh, it had started at eight and eight, but you know the Packers with that win, they move up. I will tell you what, the Packers present a much tougher challenge to San Francisco. I, excuse were, me, than the Seattle Seahawks do. You're picking this up this, really, but now this just is really interesting in terms of. I'm not saying it's out of the possibility, but you could have Green Bay, the Giants, and Dallas all wild card teams that potentially win in the opening weekend. You know, it's
5: fascinating to me. We mentioned it a little bit yesterday. Right now in the betting market, the Packers are 30 to one to win the Super Bowl, not not win the conference. Yeah. 30 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I think because it's Aaron Rodgers, reigning defending two-time league MVP, he's not going to go three three for three here. He's not going to win it this year. Because it, it's so odd, Amal. At the beginning of the year, you and I talked about this when we began this show. I thought the formula for Green Bay to have success was going to be play defense. Jair Alexander is an elite corner. Didn't play like it for much of the year. He certainly played it like last week against Justin Jefferson. Rely on the running game and get the young receivers up to speed. That's on you, Aaron Rodgers. It took a long time to get there, but they're finally starting to show the formula yeah. that would be successful. Are they really live in the NFC to your point that they would pose a threat to the big boys, IE Philadelphia, IE San Francisco. Certainly they pose a threat to Minnesota. if They go there.
6: Yeah. I, the reason why I believe that they are is first of all, you've got Rogers. You know, when you look at all these other teams, Jalen hurts, Brock Purdy, uh, Kirk cousins, and then Dak Prescott and Daniel Jones. You're taking Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady over those guys every day, right? Yes, you even, are. even at this point in time where things have started to change for them a little bit. But I think they have a shot. And nobody, even though the Philadelphia Eagles have had a great season, the one thing you have to look at realistically is the schedule. It's not like they were facing off against Kansas City and Buffalo and, and you know, these type in the 49ers. Yeah, I'm with you. Who do you trust? Jalen Hurts, a healthy Jalen Hurts or Aaron Rodgers. Yeah it's, it's going to be 12. So I think you can make a compelling argument in the NFC, or even in, I think the Chargers could be dangerous in the AFC. I, I think this year, this should be a ton of fun. You know, to me, this is like the NHL and MLB playoffs. I can't wait until next weekend. I, I mean, the intensity, you just feel it on every play. It just ratchets up so much. No doubt
5: about it. Very quickly, the pro tip for hour number two, make sure to compare uh, different NFL betting options this week. As Amal was just laying out for you, there's a Moneyline examples. Compared to yes/no's in the marketplace as to get into the postseason, you can certainly maximize your dollars simply by looking at the different numbers that are presented for this pretty much similar option. So again, that's the pro tip for hour number two. As a Veasan Pro subscriber, you have access to up to twenty of those a day. I'm all great show as always, Kelly Bidwin, Appreciate you guys all behind the glass as well. Final count, final countdown is next here on Veasan, the sports betting network.